Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I just wanted to give a shout out to all my supporters and listeners. The feedback has been amazing and it's been growing and expanding more than I could have ever imagined. So in the end of the last episode, I basically just got wheeled out of the ICU a little premature and thrown into a room um, because of COVID. So I was basically taken out of like the in, the ICU into brought into like critical care and if you guys remember, um, I was I had the tube in my my nose still, the NG tube, and we were about to get that pulled. Today was one of those days that it was a possibility, and so after they moved me in my room and got everything going, um, I, I threw up. I mean, like everything was just such a mess, and I was just so flustered. Everything was just so sudden that I think that was kind of just how it ended up working out. Like my body was just like, this is just too much. And so, um, this new room that they brought me in, basically it was like half the size of the ICU rooms. I mean, those rooms, like, it's kind of weird to like say, but they really don't get any better. I mean, there's space, there's just, it just, it's not as like stuffy, it's not hot. I mean, this first room we go into, it was, it was like a shoebox. It was just tiny. It was half the size. It was stuffy. It was hot. Um, I had a bunch of stuff and I like accumulated a bunch of things throughout my time in the ICU and like we had to like find ways to like put things away and to like keep things out of the way because I literally just had the tiniest room and had so much stuff. It was, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, um, it was just awkward, like moving around, like, um, there was one chair in the room and you could sit there and you were basically like sitting on my bed with me at that point like it was it was it was ridiculous and I was constantly uh being like moved in and out because like I said I they moved me premature I should still be in the ICU so they're moving me in and out for x-rays and I'm, I'm constantly going in and out and I've got all these problems with just like the typical like I just I just felt like basically like I still needed like the ICU environment almost, I guess, if that makes sense. Like I just, there was nothing that nobody could do. Um, it was just kind of like the situation, like everyone was doing the best that they could. And I was just certainly grateful, but it was clear that it was just premature and that there was nothing that nobody could really do on that end of it. And so like with this NG tube and like with me being in this stuffy hot room, um, they was constantly had to be taped, uh, like it was constantly falling out. It it just couldn't sit still, like because I was just con- like all the the drugs, the, um, my room. It was just stuffy. It was hot. It was there was just like I it was just so much moisture on my face and like that tube. It was literally miserable. Like if you recall, um, when I first tried to put that in, like it was a mess. Like I was constantly pulling it out. Like it, it was just, it was uncomfortable and it hurt because it's just such a long tube. And like, it's just like that nauseous feeling. Like no one likes that stuff when you're wanting to go up your nose and when you're trying to just like move around freely and like be able to just like breathe and talk and like, you can't like move too hard one way or another worrying about like your NG tube being like taken out. Like it sucks so bad. And so at this point, like I was kind of, I was able to have, um, like a little more freedom on like the, the guest access, I guess. Like it was like no friends or like no, 
nothing like that. Like they were, they were really like strict on visitors, but, um, my friends Casper and Isaiah were both able to come and see me. So at, in this room specifically, Isaiah, Isaiah was able to come in and see me. So we tried to make it work, um, earlier on, like Isaiah has been one of my best friends since like junior high and he like slipped up like the front desk and he was like, he said he was like my friend or whatever. And so we're like, Oh no, like no friends allowed. And like, that was really hard because it was like, things were just starting to like, kind of like click and feel normal. And I know that like, if I had like someone like other than like, just like my, my immediate family, you know, like my girlfriend, my grandma, like just someone like outside of that, like it would just, it would help. Cause it was like, as I was like opening up and able to kind of have like these privileges, quote unquote, as you would put it, like, I just knew like that I was getting better and like I knew that things were going to be okay and so eventually like he was able to come and he just like chilled with me like we were able to just like kind of talk and like catch up I mean like there wasn't really much I could say or do like nothing was changing from my end you know but it's like just hanging out with like one of your friends and like the fact that he was just down to like come and chill with me like I'm forever grateful for that and I will definitely like forever remember that and it went a lot better than when Casper came because Casper, he came when I was in the ICU and I was like heavily on drugs at this point and I was like tripping and this is when I thought that they were like being mean to me and being rude and like, you know, I was seeing things, hearing things and so I literally was like, Casper, like, you gotta get me out of here, like, you gotta take me out. I was like, I can't do it, like, put me on your back, like, I was literally begging this dude to like take me out of my hospital room and to get me out because I was like they're being mean like they're not going to take care of me like I'm just gonna have to worry about like just constantly being over my like looking over my head looking over my shoulders having to do all this and that and I was like legit mad and he like he like felt awkward and he felt so bad like he called my girlfriend after and he was like I think like Kobe's mad at me and like this and like I legit was like dude like you're so fake like you're such a fake friend like he didn't deserve that by any means, obviously, but it's like, I was just in such a vulnerable state, and like, I was like, dude, like, someone help me, someone help me, like, it was, like, and now, like, at this point, like, in that that room, like, getting back to that point, like, after Isaiah, like, it was just, it was such a lonely time, like, it was almost like last, like, through, like, the other things, you know, like, it's like I had a bunch of surgeries, or I kind of like had like things to like keep me occupied and get me like going throughout the day but at this point I mean it's just kind of like okay like you're healing you're getting better and like this is when I was just in my head constantly and I mean like those late nights those late like just being in your head not being able to move not being able to do anything I mean it was just awful it was completely miserable and now that I'm like kind of able to like come to and like I'm starting to like function as far as like my motor skills and like doing all that I'm like, the reality, like, sits in, and it's just, like, man, like, this sucks, like, and it was hard, and I was on, I was on antidepressants because of, like, the situation and, like, everything that was going on, and so they were giving me that, and I didn't even realize, but, like, it was almost like I couldn't, I couldn't, like, smile, like, my, I was, like, I was, like, happy, and, like, everything was good, but, like, it's, like, you just couldn't, like, force that, like, everything just made so much sense, like, everyone was just so focused on me, and I was just almost, like, so focused on, like, telling people, and letting people know that like I was okay and like I was being strong for them when like deep down obviously like I'm struggling like nothing's going good so at this point like I can't keep anything down like I'm sick I'm sick and skinny like I lost weight uh like my family like 
they would like tell me like they would like when they would like walk in it was just like man like like you don't look good and it's just like yeah and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a rude or like a trying to like poke fun of it was just like man like everyone was like legit like starting to get like concerned like I lost so much weight and my my body like it was just almost like sunken in my face was sunken in and like my I just didn't look healthy enough to like be able to like handle like a big surgery or be able to handle like um just being able to like function you know like I just needed like all the strength and energy and I mean like my my heart rate was constantly going up like I would be laying in bed and like I could feel my heartbeat legit like I'm laying still sitting still obviously I can't move and I can feel my heartbeat pounding and next thing I know like my machine's beeping and everything's going off and I got nurses rushing in like oh are you okay are you okay and I'm literally just sitting there like oh yeah like I'm fine like I would I would have to like calm myself down like I would start breathing heavy and like freak myself out and like that's when like I would like get sick and like um have like those issues and so like I literally would try to like calm myself down like don't like just freak like don't freak out like just breathe like try not to get hot try not to get sweaty because once I would get hot once I get sweaty once I get worked out I'm throwing up and I'm like okay like now they're seeing me throwing up and they're seeing it as like a weakness and like oh I'm not getting better like nothing's getting better like nothing's working nothing's happening and I just so badly was just trying so hardly to just like keep like going forward and keep moving on but like little do I know that like my my body is physically not ready to be like eating and to just continue normal function and so I'm like getting constantly discouraged and frustrated with throwing up and not keeping things down and all these setbacks but it's like in the end like obviously it was necessary and it was something that needed to happen like it needed that and so after this room um I went into another room where like where I had my final stomach surgery and like my final knee surgery like the big shebang, all those things, and so the day before, it was October 30th, it was the day before Halloween, and I actually watched all of the Halloween movies, the series Halloween, from start to finish, it was like an eight-hour, nine-hour day, like, that's like, that's like my thing, like, me and my girlfriend were big fans, and so, like, I was kind of, in, like, the weirdest way, like, I was so content, like, knowing that I literally have a, like, a knee construction, like, the very next day, and so, like, it was nice, um, it was nice to be able to just, like, that was just kind of something normal, you know, like, that was something, like, I love, like, during this, ha- like, the Halloween, the holiday season, like, that's my thing, like, that's what I do, and so, that was just another one of those things, like, with the friend being around, like, it just kind of helped bring me back home, like, bring me back to reality, like, everyone's going out tonight, everyone's doing this, everyone's going to do that, but, like, and here I am, just laying in a hospital bed, but, like, at least I have Halloween, like, at least I have my show, and I can keep it going, and the problems with laying in my bed and all these movies was it was just constantly movings like day in day out all day and I swear every single movie there was like a hospital scene or someone was getting shot in the stomach or they broke their leg like everything was so relatable but that's just like life it's like when you get a new car and all of a sudden you see it everywhere like I swear that was that was kind of like the ordeal and so right before like my big knee construction I got my external fixator this knee construction this uh, knee surgery is basically reconstruct the knee and get the external fixator out so the knee's back to normal so you know all the screws the new ligaments everything and so 
it was a full reconstruction and my doctor my doctor bick had to come in and he had to have that conversation with me he literally he he sat down and he told me uh he's like there's a possibility that you don't wake up without your leg like you know like you know obviously a little a little nicer a little more medical term but he's like there is a there's a 20 percent chance that you know like the, your leg could be amputated like this is just a risky it's a long surgery like all this and all that and like he's just telling me this like cool calm and collected and I mean deep down I'm I'm scared I'm terrified obviously like I'm 20 22 years old and like my fear of like waking up without a leg because I had a, a car accident that I thought nothing was like even wrong with like and that this is now my reality and so like deep down I'm freaking out but it's just it was kind of like the way he said it um it was almost comforting it was like I knew he was the man for the job and everyone told me like this is the guy um I know like like I said some family friends like people like everyone was telling me this is the guy and so I was just like well I mean if he's the guy like he's the man for the job like I just need to have basically need to just have that confidence and so I had like that conversation with like my family and everyone and obviously I think they took it a little worse than I did I mean you're hearing it like I heard it directly and it was just kind of like an understanding but then when you hear it from someone laying in a hospital bed like oh yeah like I might lose my leg tomorrow like oh my gosh like biggest fear ever and so on top of that uh with my stomach problem and me not being able to keep everything down and just constantly throwing up we knew that there was another stomach issue and so like I said last episode we they did that test and they found out that I had another they found out that I had another blockage in my stomach and so they didn't necessarily know the deal and so my stomach dark doctor Dr. Garvey she told me that that night before basically uh she's like okay so I know that your your knee surgery is tomorrow um but we need to go in I need to open you up I need to go in and if it's just a simple like if you're just twisted up or there's just a little blockage like if and I don't need to basically cut into you enough to where like there's blood and we'd be transferring from like stomach to knee and like doing all those with all that different stuff she's like then it won't be an issue um if I have to go in, I have to cut in and like actually perform surgery, then we're going to have to delay your knee surgery, probably push it off like a week, you know, this and that. And so I'm like, okay, like I already have like this coming in about my knee possibly or my leg possibly being amputated. And now I've got my doctor coming in and telling me that I have to have another surgery. And there's a possibility that it will delay my surgery that I've been like waiting for for like weeks. And so it's just like, man like I couldn't I felt like I couldn't catch a break and it was just like I prayed I prayed I prayed um I just I wanted everything to go well that was all I needed I just needed I needed it to just be a little twist and a little knee because I know is if I'm getting better and things are getting better that means that I won't be in this hospital any longer because that was my my biggest fear was just constantly being delayed because it seemed like there was just always a roadblock there was always something and so um following following the following day we went in for the surgery and she cut me open and ended up being just like a little blockage and she was thankfully able to just twist me up and or untwist me and I was able to just get my knee surgery done and call it good and so thankfully um that was able to go well and then my doctor was able to do my full knee construction um I'm pretty sure my surgery was around 10 or so and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't get done until like nine or ten hours later. And so I, I had a, a full work day on like my knee and my stomach. And so I remember coming out of the surgery and 
I'm like, I'm completely out of it. I mean, I'm coming off the anesthesia and then they're pumping pain meds into me and like, I don't even know where I'm at and like everything, like the pain, it was just so crucial. Like it hurt so bad. Like I knew that the pain levels were just so high. And so I was having her just feeding me with the medicine and giving me drugs and like giving me all the pain meds. And at one point, like nothing was working. And so she was giving me fentanyl. She was literally pumping fentanyl into my system. And like, I can remember it so vividly because of like the way I felt after and like when I got wheeled into my room, but it was almost like I was just like, I was just like groggy, like my eyes like barely open. Like it felt like it was just like a do 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 like slow heartbeat. Like I could tell that like things were going like, like I was just like chilling, like maybe a little too much. And so the nurse that was helping me out, she was like, all right, your heart rate's getting a little slow. And so we want to like get you off this hard stuff and like get you back into like your room. And so I was like, okay, like whatever. And so like, they like take me off this and they get me wheeled off and they get me sent back into my room. And I'm like high as a kite and like so tired. But like literally the first thing I did is I threw the blanket off and just to see if my leg was there. And that was like the biggest relief, the biggest sigh of relief. Like I let out like a, oh man like my leg is here i like that was just all i cared about i didn't care about anything else in the world um after that like i was kind of able to just like calm down i i'm pretty sure i called my girlfriend i told her i was like hey it's got a surgery my legs here everything's good i'm gonna go pass out my eyes are closed this whole time i'm just so exhausted and so i ended up just sleeping for like the rest of the night and that was the end of like my surgeries as far as that point and I woke up and everything was just starting to kind of like fall into place I was just starting to get better and like I could actually see it I could actually feel it it wasn't just me moving around room to room or me just crossing off another surgery to get to another one like I could I could finally start to feel myself getting better and that's when things things just started to look up and they happen at the right time. And that will be the end of this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all. And we'll be back next week.